Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Craig Kirstner. Craig, are you ready to do this? Yes. Excellent. Let's do this. Craig is an MBA. He's the president of Stewart Estate Planning Wealth Advisors. He's a nationally recognized speaker, the author of Retire with Confidence. I'm excited to have you on. Craig, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Sure. Well, my uh, I'm married, my wife, uh, Karen, and uh, I have to, we have two boys, six and four. They keep me busy. Nice. And uh, But really, the, the reason we do what we do is my dad, when he was only eight years old, his grandfather, I mean his dad, uh, uh, unexpectedly had a heart attack and passed away. There's a, a, a bit of a story behind that, but for the sake of time, uh, the point of the story is that he left my grandmother with a very small checking account when he died when my dad was eight, only eight years old in Brooklyn, New York. And my dad's family struggled financially for many, many years after that experience. And so as a young man, my dad decided, made a choice that he was never going to leave his family in the kind of financial struggle that his dad left him, that he was going to learn everything he could about finances and insurance and investments and real estate so his family would never have to suffer the way he did. So as a result of that, that's what's led us to be fiduciaries. I'm a fiduciary, and our goal for our clients who are typically high net worth retirees with one to 10 million or more in net worth, their goal at this point is to preserve and protect their wealth and really retire with confidence. So our goal is to make sure our clients have not too much risk, the right amount of risk, and a, a lot of eggs and a lot of baskets so that they can, you know, uh, enjoy wealth, enjoy their uh, they, traveling, enjoy their families, enjoy retirement, and live life to the fullest, and ultimately leave a legacy to their family with a dynasty estate trust that we work with our attorneys to set up. Nice. Well, it's it's all too often true that that we experience some kind of a traumatic or, or negative experience in our life, and that causes us to to go down a certain path. And that's certainly what it sounds like happened to to your dad, and and it it helped you to uh, to take on the work that you're doing, helping people to uh, to to avoid negative situations. So I, I appreciate that. Sure. You know. Oh, by we, the way, he, he's been in this business. Uh, for 46 years oh, wow. as a top uh, uh, financial advisor, and he just retired last year, and uh, so uh, enjoying retirement, and he's now more of a, a mentor, you know, and uh, and I take care of the, the day-to-day, and I've been licensed for 28, uh, 26 years myself uh, as well, since I was 18, I'm now uh, 44. Time flies, huh? Tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, 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 I think that that's awesome, so... And congratulations to him on 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 recently retiring. So forty six years thank is a long time. So that's for sure. <laughs> so how do do you find that 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 when you're meeting with a, a new prospective client that they have a good grasp of what it is that they're interested in doing, or maybe they they really know what they want to avoid? What 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 does that initial conversation usually look like? Sure. Well, typically when clients uh, come to me. 
the very first thing they do is they come to one of our dinner workshops, which we hold at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse or Avon Louis Steakhouse in Boca Raton or Fort Lauderdale. So they listen to myself and they listen to the attorney speak for about an hour and 15 minutes where we go over some advanced retirement planning concepts, strategies designed to preserve and protect your wealth. And then the attorney discusses ways to keep your assets in your family bloodline using dynasty trusts to protect them from any future divorces or lawsuits or creditor claims. And then they're also designed that after your, the children pass away of our clients, they go to only to the grandchildren. They don't go to the spouse, who we call the outlaw at that point. Uh, <laughs> so, so first, they would always come to a dinner workshop, learn about us, decide if they want to sit down with me personally and spend an hour talking about what's important to them. But the very first thing we do is we always talk about what's important to them about retirement, what are their goals, you know, what are their financially, lifestyle, what do they want to achieve and continue to achieve. And then after that, we talk about some obstacles that might stand in their way. Some of them they know about, some are hidden obstacles that after doing this for decades, we might be able to uncover some hidden obstacles they weren't even aware of that could derail them from their retirement plan. And then we tell them a little bit about the type of commitments it takes to get those obstacles out of the way so they can stay on path for the retirement of their dreams. And then we tell them a little bit about who we are and what we do, and we decide if we'll meet again or not. That's basically how our first meeting is. Uh, and then if we have a good meeting and they want to get more information and more analysis, we meet a second time, and that's where we can show them exactly where they are and you know make recommendations. I think that makes sense. And the more we can be uh, to help people clarify what the process will look like, I, I, I certainly think the better. So. Sure. What are some of the primary obstacles that uh, that stand in people's way of, of having that, that great retirement and, and having their, their wishes carried out? Sure. There are several of them. So uh, number one, retirement concern, obviously, for my clients is health. You know, that's always a concern. Um, now, we can't help them with their health. However, interestingly enough, studies have shown, George, that over a 20-year period, they've done some studies of many, many retirees and pre-retirees, a huge study done, and they found that retirees that lost big chunks of money in the market actually had a shorter life expectancy due to the stress and the cash flow issues they might have experienced. So the answer is, while we can help with the health, making sure that they don't lose, that's our client's number one goal, is to not lose big chunks of money, right. 30, 40, 50% again, whenever the market goes down. Again, we don't know, obviously, but everything's cyclical, right? And most people feel we're closer to the top of the market than the bottom. So, uh, so that is a way to protect your health, uh, is just to make sure you have that peace of mind financially. The next thing they might be concerned about is long-term care. You know, what's the most effective long-term care solution? If it's important to my clients, we can support them that in that area. I don't, I'm not a big fan of a typical long-term care policy because if you, they keep raising the rates, number one. Number two, they're expensive. And number three, if you don't use it, you've wasted all that money. Right. Uh, so the newest types of long-term care policies are a combination of life insurance and long-term care combined. So it's a, it's a nice hybrid policy where if you die, your family gets a death benefit. If you need long-term care, you can use that death benefit while you're alive to pay for long-term care costs. So health, those are some things we talk about there. The next major obstacle people have is risk. And they've done studies that during retirement, it's not so much how much you earn, 
It's when you earn, and especially if you have bad years, early on in retirement, it's very, very hard for people to ever come back financially. So the point of that is that if you lose 30% in your portfolio again, you don't just have to make back 30% to break even. You have to make back 43% just to get back to where you were. And that's assuming you're not taking any money out, okay? And if you lose 50% of your portfolio again, whenever the next market downturn comes, you have to make back 100% on your money just to get back to where you were before the crash. So that's, again, assuming you're not taking money out, then it's even harder to ever come back. So right. for retirees, risk management is the most important thing to do during retirement to make sure you don't have too much risk at any one particular time. Uh, so that's the second thing we figure out is how much risk a client's comfortable with, how much risk they actually have using a very powerful Nobel Prize winning base framework software called Riskalyze that we, we have access to that we use. And that tells us how much risk they have versus how much risk they want. And then the third biggest obstacle in retirement planning is fees. Uh, there are a lot of fees in this industry. Unfortunately, there are a lot of products that are maybe better for the advisor than for the client. Uh, and a number of companies are getting in trouble for that. Uh, as a fiduciary, I have to act in my client's best interest. So we offer products that have the lowest possible internal fees, institutional mutual funds, ETFs, again, to give our clients a lot of eggs and a lot of baskets, keep their internal expenses low. Got it. I appreciate that. And the, the whole risk and the sequence of return risk, I don't think that people understand or embrace that nearly enough. And I think that you illustrated it in a, a, in a great fashion that when the market goes down, to get back to where you want to be, or rather to where you were, it's not just having to get back the percentage you lost. It can be actually double that. So Exactly, exactly. Uh, you know, just one other point is, if you need, if you're in a position financially where you need to earn eight or nine percent a year on your money, let's just let's say nine percent just to pay your bills because you have that kind of a expensive lifestyle. For example, where you have to earn, let's say you have a million dollar portfolio and you need ninety thousand every year to live on nine percent cash flow. Well, I always tell clients in good years, you definitely could earn nine percent or more if you're going to take high risk. But in those bad years, if you lose 30 or 40 or 50 percent, or when you lose, if you're taking high risk and you know, and you lose 50 percent, all of a sudden to get that 90,000 out of 500,000, you got to earn 18 percent on your money just to pay your bills. So my clients never want to be in a situation where they have to cut back their lifestyle because they've cut back, you know, their 401k or turned into a 201k. Right. You know what I mean? Or whatever IRA turned into you know, a lot. Yeah, path. no, I appreciate that, and that's a if we're not if we're not being mindful and and uh, deliberate about avoiding that, and you're not paying close attention to what your asset allocation is, what you're invested in, then then you are absolutely at risk of, of falling into that trap. So sure, sure. Exactly. <clears throat> um, so what what are some of the other risks if if we're not doing estate planning for somebody that they have? I think the you mentioned that that your clients fall into the maybe one to $10 million in, in net worth. Um, mm -hmm. And when some people who are listening to this, they might think, well, that's so much money, but you know, at, at the, after you retire and, and you have assets, that's a very, very reasonable uh, amount of money that your estate could sure, be. Especially when you include your home and whatnot, mm -hmm. it's reasonable. Sure. Over the long run. So at 65 or more. 
what are some you, you you detailed some of the risks but if we could get into that a little bit more what what are sort of the consequences for people who don't do planning well obviously it depends on your age right so most of my clients are 65 to 85 high net worth retirees but obviously there might be younger people listening to this and for the younger people the most powerful force in the universe Albert Einstein has been quoted as saying is compound interest so I just read actually one of the best books on finance I've ever read on personal finance it's called the richest man in Babylon uh, I got the study guide version the richest man in Babylon It was written almost a hundred years ago and it is the clearest and most succinct way for a younger person to generate uh, wealth, substantial wealth, and it's what my clients have been doing their whole life. So if you're young, I highly recommend you buy The Richest Man in Babylon, ideally the study guide version. It gives you some real questions to think about and, you know, like that. Fantastic. I have my team reading it right now. And uh, so, but the point is, you've got time on your side. So the sooner you start investing and having your money working for you safely and earning interest on interest and compounding over time, the better of a chance you will have to retire with confidence uh, because especially with the way Social Security is going and you know the aging demographic of all the baby boomers, over 10,000 people a day turning age 65, that's going to happen for the next 12 years, all the baby boomers going into retirement. We don't know even if Social Security will be around for people that are not in retirement or near retirement now. So you really have to you know, take the bull by the horns and handle your own personal finances and uh, you know, so save, you know, pay yourself first. It's one of the first rules, 10% of your income, force yourself to pay yourself first and cut down your expenses, invest that 10% wisely, you know, not too much risk, not too much fees. And, uh, in time you'll be amazed at how much wealth you can accumulate using these strategies. Yeah. It's such a Is classic. Does that kind of answer your question? Yeah, Is that what you were looking certainly. for? Certainly. Yeah. That's, I mean, Certainly for younger folks who are not taking advantage of, um, to Einstein's point, the the, the, right. the, the most powerful force in, in the world, which is compound interest and certainly just the yeah. amount, it's the amount of time in the market versus whatever. I, I don't know that exactly. I'm going to yeah. yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Time <laughs> is, on, is on your side. And yeah, exactly. And, and then the other thing to keep in mind is if you're working at a company that gives you a match, for example, in your 401k or whatever, you want to take advantage of that match. Whether, if, you know, whether, whether you can afford it or not, you have to take advantage of that free money because what the, if they're saying, for example, you put in 6% of your money today and they'll give you, let's say, 3% as an instant return, you get a 50% return on your investment day one. So you've got now 9% of your money working for you over time and so, but starting out 50% ahead in your money, even though it doesn't seem like much, maybe you're putting away 2,000 bucks for the year, but it's automatically day one worth 3,000 bucks. That 3,000 bucks compounded over time is gonna be a huge number in 10 and 20 and 30 and 40 years. Uh, so you have to take advantage of that, uh, those matches at the minimum, but you really wanna pay yourself first uh, at least 10% of your income and just make a declaration. I'm going to t pay myself first and the other 90% I'm going to live on, you know, do what you got to do. So read the book. It's fantastic. And that's basically some of the main tenets. Yeah. I think that that's great advice. So do you have a, a rule of thumb and, and, and 
Well, that's probably a stupid thing to ask because no, no, no two individual situations are the same. But who who sure. are people that should be considering setting up a trust? Oh, a trust. Okay. So again, I'm not the attorney or an accountant, but I am the person that helps you know organize my clients' plans and works hand in hand with our attorneys. Uh, but the trust basically. If all your assets total more than four or five or six hundred thousand is kind of a general rule of thumb that once you have a decent amount of assets when you add the value of your home, net value plus your assets, you know, if you're over about a half a million dollars, it's probably worth setting up a trust because the main reason people do these dynasty trusts is that when you leave that five hundred thousand to your son, for example, God forbid if he's ever divorced, the money doesn't go to the ex wife in the trust. It's a bulletproof trust is designed to be. If he is ever sued or he ever has creditor issues, the uh, properly designed trust is designed to protect from those calamities. Uh, so they're asset protected trusts if you have the right types of dynasty trusts. And then after your son passes away, whatever that 500000 grows to and is worth, whatever's left in the trust doesn't go to the wife. It only goes down to your grandchildren and stays in your bloodline, which is typically, which is always important to my clients. Uh, so the general rule of thumb could be 500000 but obviously it depends on your goals and needs because there's costs setting up a trust. And a good trust, you know, in ancillary documents is typically not inexpensive. But as my dad always said, with estate planning in particular, if you buy expensive, you cry once. If you buy cheap, you cry forever. <laughs> <laughs> now, Having said that, as we talk about the seminar, nine times out of ten, the trust or will you might have is not a dynasty-type trust. Uh, it's not. So um, if you have language in your trust, and you don't have to be a rocket scientist to know this or an even an attorney, but if you have language, there's a certain section usually around you know, a third of the way into your trust, approximately the half, that says, what happens when both spouses die? Okay. And if it says that when spouses die, if it says leave it to my children outright, free of trust, that means it's not protected in trust. Or what's more typical is if it says at age 25, I, f I give one-third of the trust to my children. At age 30, I give half the at trust to my children. And at 35, give the balance to my children. That is simply an outright distribution trust that forces money out at ages 25, 30, 35, which means there's no protection once it leaves the protective cocoon of the trust. So uh, it's very important that you don't have that language in there because as soon as it's forced out of the trust, it's not asset protected, no longer bloodline protected. So it's important to keep it in trust for as long as possible. And uh, uh, that's the main advantage of having a dynasty type trust uh, from a good attorney. Got it. Well, Craig, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? People often ask me, they say to me, Craig, as a retiree that doesn't have a lot of risk tolerance, how much in stock should I have in this crazy world with the market 10 years up? And on average, we have a recession every five years. So uh, tip number one would be that you should never, if, you're, if you don't have a lot of risk tolerance, have more than about 45% in stock. So if you look at your statement, and it'll usually the first break, on the first page or two, it has a breakdown of your assets. Usually the first asset is equities, which is the same as stocks. So if it says equities or stocks, those are stocks. And if you have much more than 45%, 
and you're near or in retirement, you might have too much risk in your portfolio at that time, at this time. Again, it's obviously based on your risk tolerance, but for my clients, their goal at this point is to preserve and protect their wealth. And stocks are designed for growth and non-guaranteed dividends. They're not designed for safety. So keep that in mind as far as the percentage in stock, typically no more than about 45%. Uh, and then the second thing people should know about is that I'm not a big fan of variable annuities. And people often say to me, Craig, why don't you like variable annuities? And the answer is two reasons. One, they typically have higher risk than our clients want to take because your money's in the stock market. And number two, they typically have very high internal fees. I've seen as high as 4 and 5% a year in hidden fees when you add up the four or five different fees uh, in within a variable annuity that could be as high as four and five percent and it's really hard to get a yield on your money a return that's meaningful if you've got to pay four or five percent a year in fees i think that is great stuff that definitely gets it come on come on and craig thank you so much for coming on where can savage nation learn more about you well, uh, you can go to my website. It's stuartplanning.com, S-T-U-A-R-T, planning.com. Or if you are in the Boca Raton or Fort Lauderdale area or nearby and you want to come to a dinner workshop, you can call our office and register in advance. It's 1-800-807-5558, 1-800-807-5558. And if you want to talk to me, if I can help you as well, you know, feel free to call. And uh, it's been a pleasure speaking with you, Stuart Planning, or our phone number, 800-807-5558. Excellent. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Craig your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to stuartplanning.com or just give him a call, and I'll list both of those in the notes of the show. Thank you again, Craig. You're welcome, George. Thanks for your time. Take care, guys. Good and, luck. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on!